Welcome to the Perpetual Podcast with me, Perpetual Peter, and your favorite guest of all me, time. The only guest. The p- 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 partner. The special guest. The special guest. The what? legendary guest. <laughs> the only one willing to come on. <laughs> uh, Alright, so this is this is part two he's of He's not even paying me to be here. <laughs> I'm paying you in love. Is that not enough for you anymore? No. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you need? I need candy. I kind of feel like pasta. Pasta? Okay. Pasta after with this, chicken. After this, we'll get you some pasta. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, so this is part two for the the traditions of the bride's peoples. We, ah, there was yes. a list of 21 and we got up to number 11, 11 last time. Yes. So we're starting with number 12. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Number 12. <laughs> Given the likelihood that the bride's family would attempt to retrieve her from her groom or get revenge, or that another suitor would try to take her, or she might try to escape, the best man stood right next to her at the wedding, at the ready with his weapon. Holy fuck. Later, he was moved to the groom's right-hand side, in brackets, possibly due to jealousy on the part of the groom. <laughs> After the ceremony, he stood guard outside the newlyweds' bedroom or home. Oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> that <laughs> is... Consummate. Um, you guys having fun in there? <laughs> Quite you... disturbing. Can you imagine standing out there? Oh you need god. some water? <laughs> Want me to get you anything from the bar? Anything else? Some plum wine, perhaps? Ah, uh, yes, plums. We can't forget the plums. If you're not sure about what those plums we are talking about are, you should have listened to the previous podcast. Ooh, look at you, <laughs> marketing guru. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 13. In ancient Roman weddings, the matron of honor was a moral role model known for fidelity and obedience. Fertility or fidelity? Fidelity. Fidelity. Fidelity? Yes. Uh, What's that mean? I don't know. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, maybe that means like because she never cheats on her husband. Look up. Faithfulness and loyalty, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I win. Look at you go. Yeah. <laughs> and obedience. She had to have been married no more than once and had to have a living husband. What? Okay. Wait, she's they had that divorces back then? In Rome, I think divorce was okay. Really? I think so. I just thought back in the day people weren't allowed to be divorced. They just, yeah, they just like, you know, executed them <laughs> or something. <laughs> yes, uh, no. I see that. Something like that. She joined the right hands of the bride and bride bridge groom. The bridge groom. Bridge, What's bride the bridge groom. groom again? Bridegroom. For the first time in. Can the... I see how that's spelled? That's no, bridegroom. Right. The bride and bridegroom. Get the bridegroom. <laughs> For the first time at the ceremony. <gasps> Scandalous. Touch Wait. So hand. she. Why? Touch my hands, because that's what she. Why did. are they wrinkly? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a prune. <laughs> touch my hand, damn it. Uh, okay. This is. I want to touch his hands. I'm doing it because I want to. <laughs> Let that be known. That has to be your right hand. Oh my god. Yes, we do. So many <laughs> rules! <laughs> Yay. I don't even know if anyone could hear that, but we are now holding hands. Wait, I'm going to do the hand fart. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> All right, 
Number 14. In early Victorian times, tradition called for all-white weddings, so bridesmaids, who were supposed to be younger than the bride, wore white dresses with short veils, contrasting with the bride's more ornate veil and train. By the 20th century, this had fallen out of favour, and the bride alone wore white to better stand out. Huh. Yeah, see, I wouldn't want my bridesmaids to wear white, because it would just be like, white. <laughs> and I don't have a problem with that color. It's just I want more colors, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like everyone has a high, highly likely chance to drop plum juice on themselves, <laughs> and then it gets dirty. Purple. I mean, I do like purple, so maybe you're going for the tie dye look or the ice splashed plum wine on myself. I don't know. Continue. 15. Victorian bridesmaids were tasked with making party favours out of things like ribbons and flowers and pinning them onto the sleeves and shoulders of guests as they left the ceremony. Bridesmaids of the past also used to walk down the aisle with aromatic... aromatic... Aromatic bunches of garlic herbs and grains to drive your evil spirits away. And, <laughs> and to help the me- men and women. <laughs> the garlic. No one. And to help make things smell nice Wait, in times I'm not when hygiene was sentence. a bit different. Okay, you may continue. Oh, thank <laughs> you. You imagine just like walking home and then smelling like garlic. You know what, though? I do love garlic. On the wedding day. I just love garlic in general. Like anything with garlic and ginger in it. Mm, yes, quite. Do you think vampires aren't allergic to garlic? They just really hate the smell. So they came up with that myth themselves. To, no, that would make people more come up to it. No. They Why must... would they make that myth themselves? <laughs> they, they really like garlic. So then people give it to them. They're like, go away. And they're like, thank you. <laughs> And also, nice jugular. <laughs> Is it called a jugular? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, oh my god. They brought the garlic so they can season the meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you coming close? I thought garlic was supposed to be bad for you. They're like, no, no, this is seasoning. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> we are not vampires, nor do we encourage but drinking it, blood from other people. If you want to donate garlic to us... Yes, actually, we do need some. I haven't right. shopped for garlic in a while. <laughs> I get no, those ready-made garlic thingies, you know, the little containers. The diced one? Yeah. Yeah, the mushed it's up. Nice. And you just blop in. You don't even have to cut it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right, continue. Number 17. The stag, or bachelor party, originated in Sparta in the 5th century as his buddies, de facto groomsmen, toasted him and feasted on the night before his wedding. Oh, that's cool. What? It's a Greek thing. The stag. The stag party. Stag or bachelor. Oh. Stag night. Who calls it stag night? Some people. It's tradition. It's what it was first called. Is it like box? Box. That's also true. Box. 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 Why is it hens? Because they're both chickens. <laughs> Okay, anyway, eight. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Being a bridesmaid was considered a good way to procure a husband. Wait, is a buck a chicken? No, a buck's a deer. What, what, a hen's a chicken? Yeah. Okay. 
I no, wait, wrong. no. Yes, bucks are made. No, that's a stack. What's a buck? Oh my god, I'm so confused. Why are there so many words in the world? Buck. <laughs> buck. Goose. Buck animal. Buck. Buck. The male of some horned animals, especially the fallow deer, roe deer, reindeer, and antelope. So, and then. Wait, so why is a deer marrying a chicken? <laughs> That is the big question. <laughs> maybe maybe that will be later on in the list. I'm pretty sure it might. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, where was he up to? Uh, yes, procure a husband. In the 16th century, if you had served as a bridesmaid three times without getting married yourself, it was believed that evil spirits had cursed you. <laughs> 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 to break the spell, you'd have to be a bridesmaid four more times for a total of seven rounds on the wedding circuit. Holy Oh my fuck. gosh, what if people don't like you? You don't have that many friends. <laughs> yeah, but you had like three big, like you just had a small, very close circle, so those three wanted you to, uh. and then no one else. Damn, and also, cursed. what if you never walk straight because you keep having plum juice? <laughs> <laughs> just sad they had it rough 19 <laughs> the bride's friends would shower her with gifts before her wedding in cases where her father didn't approve of her groom and wouldn't provide the necessary dowry for her to marry the man of her choice the gifts they gave would become her dowry oh. hear that bridesmaids better give me good presents yeah but then that would come to me oh wait no <laughs> Hold I on, I can presents. get it back. <laughs> I'll just take Wait, it. Give it to me to give to me. Because they were my presents. <laughs> it's rubbish. <laughs> okay, then you don't have to worry, guys. You can just get them whatever. No, don't. You don't need to get me anything. Yeah, I know it's something bad. Smelly coming. socks. Garlic. Garlic. Ginger. <laughs> Although that would be nice. We need it. Remember. Continue. Number 20. The bride was often accompanied by a child. Think today's flower girls and ring bearers, meant to symbolize a fruitful union? Flower petals tossed in the bride's pathway were representative of the way to a beautiful future. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of yeah, cute. That's, that's cute. Kinda, I didn't know that. Kind of cute. Yeah. And number 21. Woo! Open carriages were considered an easy target for evil spirits. So wedding guests would use bells and firecrackers to scare them away. Ah. This translates to today's celebratory car honking after ceremonies. Oh, I thought it was just because it was fun. That's interesting. Yeah. Why does everyone think about evil spirits, man? Yeah, this is so funny. Yeah. Back in the day, my goodness. There were so many of them. Oh. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Woo! Woo! Hope you all learned something. And had fun. Please and give us garlic. Please. All right, bye. Bye.